Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3 with Adrian Abraham and Lindley Fu. Time now for Why It Matters. And we're going to be talking about foreign ownership of new entities, how they were up in 2022 with a rebound in owners from China. Singapore has recorded a resurgence in foreign ownership of new companies in 2022, Lynn. That's correct. According to data from analytics platform Handshakes, out of 63,801 new corporate entities formed here last year, 29% were foreign owned. Exactly. And many Chinese companies have quietly registered in in Singapore over the past 12 months in a bit to hedge against rising geopolitical risk as tensions between Beijing and Washington escalate. And there seems to be an acute rush by mainland groups to establish holding companies here. What does this Singapore washing mean for the city-state? Joining us on the line to tell us more on the matter is Xu Le, lecturer at the National University of Singapore and US Business School's Department of Strategy and Policy. Welcome to the show, Xu Le. Hello. Xu Le, in the past Last year, more and more Chinese entrepreneurs in industries ranging from tech to education to import and export trading, you know, they've showed interest in setting up companies here. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about the major uh, factors that led to this development. Yeah, Singapore has already become a very ideal location to develop their businesses because Singapore is leading in the field of technology and it is geographically close to China and it has a lot of well-educated labor force and complete infrastructure. And at the same time, it is the innovation center of Southeast Asia. So that's why all of these factors contribute to Singapore to be a very ideal place to those new business to develop. And this is the first factor. And the other factor is the Chinese entrepreneurs, they are looking for a more stable and predictable business environment. This is because over the past few years, the Chinese government started to crack down some private sectors, including technology, gaming, and private education. So all of these companies, they are trying to relocate their business in the other market to continue to develop. So Singapore is a very ideal place for them to develop. Yeah, so these are two major factors. So China's ongoing crackdown on the private sector has also clearly prompted its businesses to look elsewhere. Do you think more of them will be coming to Singapore this year? Uh, yeah, I think so. That's right. It's, this is because over the past three years, due to the COVID-19, there were a lot of constraints. But now the China is opening, so it's more convenient for those Chinese entrepreneurs to uh, to go outside. So that's why we expect that more Chinese entrepreneurs move to Singapore in this year. And also over the past several years, um, due to those uh, constraints, the companies may have already put aside some overseas programs or projects aside. But in this year, they perhaps pick up again and maybe try to accelerate uh, these projects and the program. So that's why uh, we expect more and more Chinese entrepreneurs uh, will be moving to Singapore in this year or in the near future. Yeah, just uh, looking at uh, some data from analytics platform Handshakes, you know, out of 63,801 new corporate entities formed here last year, 29% of them were foreign owned. Tell us a little bit more about this data. Okay, um, if we take a look at data, then we find out that 29% 
has already been the highest level over the past three years. Uh, if you take a look at data in 2021 and 2020, in 2021, uh, that is only 23.66%. And in 2020, it is 25.06%. But in 2022, it becomes 29%. There's a very clear uptick trend of this data. So it has already indicated that more foreigners, they are interested in setting up their business in Singapore. And where do family offices fit into all this? If you take a look at data of family offices, according to the data in 2021, uh, there were about 700 family offices setting up in, in Singapore. So this data uh, has already been increased if you compare it with 2020's data, which was only 400, about 400 family offices. Uh, so we could see that we could expect in the future there will be more family offices setting up in Singapore. This is because Singapore has already overtaken Hong Kong as Asia's top financial center. Um, so in Singapore, uh, it's easier for uh, for these people to find out those financial professionals to give them um, professional advice on how to manage their wealth. So I believe that in the future, there will be more family offices located in Singapore. And also, we need to take note that the number of family offices is as, just takes a small proportion yeah, as compared to the, the new entities formed in Singapore. Yeah. For each of the past three years, China, India and the United States were the top three countries of origin of foreign owners. And with the easing of COVID-19 restrictions, particularly in China earlier this year, are we more likely to see them pull ahead of their competition? I mean, they're going to be out for some sort of revenge spending and vengeance. Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, there will be such competition in the, in 2023. So just like what I mentioned earlier, Singapore is a very unique country that is perfectly combines the Eastern and Western cultures. And it also has very good relations with uh, the world's largest two economies, U.S. and China. So that's why if, you, if the business want to find a very stable and friendly business environment, uh, Singapore will be a very attractive place. And also... Um, if you take a look at the ranking of the best business environment in, in the world, and Singapore is ranking very high. So this is also why Singapore is, becomes the first choice for the business uh, to develop. Tell us more about the ongoing U.S.-China tensions and geopolitical dynamics and how they affected this shift. Uh, yeah, this plays a very important role. As we can see that um, over the past several years, uh, U.S.-China tension arising and uh, geopolitical dynamics is significantly changed. All of these factors could um, make those entrepreneurs concern their business because we, we know that entrepreneurs, they don't like those uncertainties. They prefer a certain environment and stable environment for them to make business plans. So uh, Singapore has such um, good business environment and stable environment. So that's why all of this would attract those business to come to this place, to come to this country, to develop, to make their business plan and to continue their develop. Yeah, sticking with foreigners, you know, um, seeing Singapore as the growth engine for their global expansion. Is Singapore expected to benefit more from this trend because it looks like that number is not going to stop rising? Uh, yeah, Singapore is going to be beneficial from this trend is because, uh, first of all, it is going to increase a lot of job opportunities. 
Um, and the second is it is going to enhance the position of the financial hub um, in Southeast Asia. So um, I believe that this trend is going to benefit Singapore a lot. Okay, thank you very much for your time this morning, Sheila. Sheila, lecturer at the National University of Singapore and U.S. Business School's Department of Strategy and Policy. Thanks for speaking with us. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.